All right, and welcome to episode number seven of All Things Bible Study. We are your hosts, Ari Prado. And Salote Kifley. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to get a Bible study. Now, chances are this should have been episode number one or two, maybe two. That'd probably be a better one. Right. Uh, We have got some uh, inquiries about where's the episode on how to get a Bible study. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that for a few minutes, and hopefully this helps um, and not frustrates anyone. So let's get right into this. How to get a Bible study. I'm going to start off the conversation by saying that the most important step to getting a Bible study is a shift in your thinking. Right. I was kind of brought up in that era of Pentecost where you your objective is to get people through the door on the pew, pastor preaches or a guest speaker, we pray them through, maybe baptize them, job well done. When I started focusing in on how to get Bible studies, my thinking had to shift from getting somebody into the church for a service versus getting somebody into a long-term Bible study. So I said all that to say that the first step is to start realizing that you're not looking just to get somebody through the door and on the pew and prayed through. You are looking to engage them in a long-term Bible-based relationship, a.k.a. a Bible study. A Bible study, right. And I think that when you hit the streets, the supermarkets, whatever it is that you're doing in your daily routine or a focused outreach, and that is now at the core of your thinking, everything changes. Absolutely. So having said all that, I'm going to drop the idea that getting a Bible study is a spirit-led form of evangelism. Yeah. All right? When I started the church here in Alameda, um, you you had helped me a few times to do outreach, and several um, young guys also stopped by to help me, guys who are now pastoring and et cetera, to do outreach. And you might remember, I never cared, and still don't, about emptying a box of flyers or door hangers. Right. My big thing, as I told you guys... And other churches that helped me do outreach was, I want a contact. A contact, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't too worried about whether we got rid of 500. I actually still have boxes of flyers in my church storage unit. I just don't care about getting rid of the flyers. Right. Now, there is something to be said that one way to get a Bible study is the numbers game, right? You just knock on as many doors as possible. As possible, yeah. Yeah, hand out flyer after flyer after flyer. But I do think that if you also realize that one or two Bible studies a week is a big deal. Because every individual represents an entire network. Of people. Of people. Yes. Especially in an urban area. Anywhere. 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 Yeah, anywhere. Because very few people live by themselves and have no one that they know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not, there's, there's not a huge hermit community getting 
outreached, you know. Yeah. Um, if you reach a person, you're reaching everyone that person knows. I think a lot of people would be surprised, and I'm curious to ask you, I'm not sure if I've ever asked you this, but how often do you guys hit the streets with flyers? So this is a great question. Um, I actually have not done door-to-door outreach since probably two years ago. Wow. And you, ha- and you haven't run dry on contacts? None. No. I have. You probably. I, I'm embarrassed to tell you there's people right now I, sh- I, I should have called weeks ago. Um, and so, but here's another deal. I do believe, and I, and this, this, this could, so I believe that once you start getting contacts and Bible studies, you should scale back a little bit on your outreach. Because it will snowball. It could snowball on you. And then all of a sudden you're getting more contacts. You're not following up on the last one. So my, my concept has always been like outreach and that could mean anything for me. I believe outreach is a lifestyle, not an event. Yeah. Well, you shall be witnesses unto me. Yes. Witness is not something you do. Right. Witness you shall be a witness. Yeah. Something you are. Yes, precisely. So I'm trying to live that evangelistic lifestyle day in, day out. And um, But if I do have like a little nest egg of contacts... I scale back a little bit on continuing to reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out, and I I work to the I work what I have until I know I've I've like I've exhausted it. I think this is why I think this is especially the analogy that Jesus uses of, you know, the sower who sows seed is perfect cuz you don't really sow seed all year round. Right. You, yeah, ex- precisely. And I was about to say that. So if we were to take the harvest reaping, As an sowing, example, yeah. the agrarian parallel, yeah, who is like reaping and harvesting, You don't do any of sowing, tilling... All year round. All year round. Yeah, yeah you they, don't. They're seasonal. They're seasonal. And there's seasons of harvest and there's seasons of sowing. And yeah, so these things work in seasons. And I try to kind of... Whether God intended us to do it that way or not, I, 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 I could not make a definitive statement here. But that is how I'm thinking, how I'm operating. And I think your numbers go up. Um, so let me, it's really hard to kind of put a, um, a, to, to put a drop pin on this. But if you teach a lot of Bible studies, you'll understand kind of what I'm talking about. So f- from the, I, right now, I'm, I, I got I a flow. Mm-hmm. I'm in a flow right now. I got a current. I got, I've caught some momentum. From the moment I've caught the momentum till now, I would tell you that there's only two people who I baptized and taught Bible studies to that I've lost. And I think we're, I'm at about nine right now. Wow. That's w- just you personally. That's just me personally. And I will say this. The one, one of the guys that I lost contact with that slipped through the cracks... I'm not even sure I've lost him. Uh, he, he, he's had some health complications and he hasn't been able to make it back into church. Gotcha. So I could even, because I'm focusing more on what I do have, the one in the hand versus the two in the bush. Yeah. Um, it has also helped reduce the amount of, um, I've, I've helped close the back door. Yeah. So my retention has gone up. Got you. So ultimately what you're saying 
you know, from your experience is that getting a Bible study actually isn't so hard because once you get your first one, getting your second one is a lot easier. Yeah, and that's part of the mentality shift, right? So if, if your mentality shift is I'm not, I think it's kind of frustrating when you're going out to the streets to knock doors, which I think has its own legitimate method to yeah. it. I've done it uh, from, man, we've done it from college campuses to apartment complexes to whatever. I, I think that it, it, it has its place. Um, but I think when you go out there feeling that like, man, hopefully we can get 10 people in church this Sunday and that doesn't happen, you feel really frustrated. Well, let's talk about the Sunday morning blues. Okay. Sun, what is the Sunday morning blues? The Sunday here here morning. is the, All right. the ATB, ATB word of the day. Phrase of the day. Phrase of the day. The Sunday morning the blues. The Sunday morning blues is you've hit the streets on a Saturday. You've passed out a thousand flyers. You've drank three Gatorades. And... Um, all the people who are supposed to show up to outreach didn't. And you ended up doing a lot of the work yourself. Right? right. And a lot of us have been there. And you're full of expectation because you passed out your flyers. And come Sunday morning, you're just staring at... Empty chairs. That, you're staring at that doorway. And it just no one, no one darkens that doorway. Yeah. You know, no one knew darkens that and and your expectations are just crushed. Right. All right. Um now, this is what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that outreach doesn't work. What I am saying is depending on what tools we utilize throughout the rest of the week, if all of our eggs are in the sole basket of passing out flyers and hoping somebody comes on Sunday morning, it's a lot different. As opposed to, it, I have to. I remind our church constantly that you know, the, you know, there's a decent uh, size amount of people there on Sundays. But I always remind them that what they see on Sunday is not actually a reflection of everything that's happening. We have the churches beyond the walls, as we discussed a yeah. few episodes ago. So, you know. Man, I, was, I once suffered from Sunday morning blues, you know, on a regular basis. But, but having Bible studies throughout the week alleviated that pressure from thinking, well, if nobody comes on Sunday, you know, if nobody new comes on Sunday. But if every week you're, you're teaching people, the, the Sunday morning blues is just, is cured. It's cured, yeah. So, so... The initial contacts, which you can get through a number of ways, and so the first way we're talking about is grassroots, pounding the pavement, meeting people that you don't know. Yeah, and l let me insert this. I'm, I'm not against knocking doors, door hangers, flyers. In what, theory, everything works. In theory, everything works. But I guess what I'm trying to say is we should not dismiss our apostolic privilege of having the spirit of god yes because i really do believe in spirit-led evangelism so like you go out there not with the intention of getting rid of flyers if you do great but with the intention of generating a bible study yes getting a quality contact and and within that that exchange of 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 you know meeting in person whatever you just have to go in for the kill like I, I'm very much 
when I meet somebody, if I hand them a flyer or not, whatever the deal is, and I've already made my motives clear that I, I, you know, I'm, you know, a pastor, I'm inviting you to church, whatever. Um, but I make it very clear to them, we need to get together for a Bible study. Ask and, and just, you shall receive. Yes. And I knock. Knock and, on that door. And I get that phone number. Yeah. I'm like really big, like, hey, can we get your phone number? Um, can we talk? Let's sit down. Let's get together. And I let them know that I'm not necessarily um, just trying to get them to come through the door, sit on the pew, and, and attend another church service. Right. So, but yeah. Um, I'll add this. So how do you get a Bible study? This is what I've discovered. And it's similar to what we've already discussed is the snowball effect of getting one contact. Yeah. And that is I try to saturate the network of the saints in our church. They have cousins, aunts, you know, um, family members, stepbrothers, grandpas, cousins, brothers, sisters. I mean, people have family members. And um, something that, you know... The concept that we've talked about at, at length is the 100 and under concept. And um, under 100, you really have a chance to saturate the network of the people that are already in your church. So what I try to do is get contact information of people who are, who are family members of our saints. And every few months, I just go down that list again. And I just, I just throw that net out there and I see, you know, um, yeah, I'm essentially, I'm, into contact I'm working with. with what I have. The truth is most of us in the, in the rare exception where you're going to a city where you know, absolutely no one or you're, you're, that's very, very rare. The truth is most of us know someone right now who needs a Bible study. Or there's somebody sitting on the pew of the church that does. I just walked in. And if you're not, like, so the 100 and under concept is this. That, that churches that are 100 or less typically are run by what we would call a friends and family network, right? Yeah. So if, if you look around, most churches that are under 100 will have one or two very large families that are comprising the core group or the bulk of stability for that congregation, and then the friends and the additional family of that. Yeah, of that, friends, yeah. family members, extended family. And right. So I try to saturate that network. Yeah. This is, and, and once again, I don't do street outreach a whole lot. And, get, and I get a lot of contacts. And this is what else I will, I will, I will throw in there. And, and I think this is important for, for us to understand is that if you commit yourself to a lifestyle of Bible studies, you develop what I call Bible study magnetism. Like there's a pool, and number one, I think it's from, I think it's the favor of God. Yes. If, if God can trust you with a contact, if God can trust you with a phone number, yeah. contacts just come your way. If people know you, if God knows and if people know that if you give that brother or sister a phone number, they are on it. Yeah. You get... What does Jesus say? To him who has, more shall, more, more shall yes. be given. And so you develop a pool around you, a magnetism for more contacts. Yeah. And so, yeah, l and let me say this, because maybe this, is, this could be discouraging to some. Because ultimately, what we are proposing 
is that getting contacts, getting a Bible study, not contacts, but getting a Bible study is a spiritual dynamic. Yes. Like it's a spiritual thing. It has to do with a mentality, a prayer life. Absolutely. Um, uh, a readiness of mind, as Paul talks about, a readiness of mind. Instant, in season, out of season. Yes. And um, working with uh, the congregation uh, or the family members that you have. So, yeah. It takes a work ethic. It takes, yes, it takes a hustle. It takes a prayer life. It, yeah, it takes, it takes a hustle. discipline. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I remember when I first came here and I started reading books that I will not mention. And they're not even of our rank and file anyways. So I could, I could shoot my shot, you know, I could, shots could be fired here if I wanted to. Yeah. But I read several books on church planting, on how to start a church, on all this stuff. And I was like shocked because I was expecting to read a book that would actually tell you what to do if you just were parachuted into a city with nothing. And um, I thought these books would give me the answers as to how to get a Bible study. And uh, and I was like shocked. I remember one particular book I read. Um, they were like, you know, step number one, make sure that you musicians and your secretary. And I'm thinking musicians and secretary, where'd you even get those from? And they're like yeah. giving you like organizational skills for a small. So I realized that the material out there for zero. Is zero. Is zero. <laughs> yeah. Zilch. And um, in this regard, yeah, I kind of stick my chest out as an apostolic because I'm like, I know now, because I've also done further research on a lot of church planting um, websites, networks, etc. There's not a lot of people out there showing up to a city with nobody backing them up other than maybe uh, uh, their local church uh, or whatever. In so the, like in the, in the Bible study starter pack, you know, and there's small, the, small yeah. black music stand, baptismal, yeah. yeah, in a Bible, you know, yeah. So there's not like so. Um, what 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 would you tell somebody who is going into a city, uh, j commando style, just you know, by themselves? How would they get a Bible study? So, you, so you're asking me if I have no existing body of contact whatsoever? Yes. Yeah, you don't have resource. You don't. You don't have. You're, yeah, you, you have nothing. Zero. You don't have a congregation to get contacts from. Got you. You're, it sounds overly simplistic, but asking you shall receive. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share this. Um, we just started um, a, a Bible study in a new location. And, it, and it, it wasn't a home initially of one of our saints who moved, like, way across the bay. Yeah. And um, she, she got a contact for us, right? So we met this lady and we decided, no, we didn't decide. The truth is God really opened a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, got you know, um, she's Muslim and she got the revelation that Jesus is God. And she yeah. said, if you guys come here for a Bible study, you know. So essentially there's just two little elderly ladies and they're not very mobile. Their, their English is limited. And so, um, but we felt like God was leading us to start something. And so that's about as close as to zero as you can get. And 
from from my, my recent experience, right? So I, I'd rather just talk about a recent experience than just theorize. Um, and so I just knocked on a I knocked on a door. In fact, brother uh, Brandon Puller and I from our church, we just walked around the neighborhood. I didn't even have any flyers. I didn't I, I didn't even have tracks printed. Like my fault, you know, my bad. But I just I had my Bible in my hand, and I was like, all right. What should I do in this moment right now? Yeah. And I, I talked to a guy. We just, um, just we were just shooting the breeze, talking to him. And we told him what we were doing and the address of where we were. We're right around the corner from where he lived. So at the end of the day, what would Jesus tell you to do? Jesus would put you, he would pair you up with one other person and just send you on your feet into a city. I, I can't I can't really give a better plan than the one Jesus gave. You know? yeah. um, at the at the end of the day, when you have nothing, Jesus said, "When you go, don't don't take anything." I think that's that's a powerful scripture, because the truth is, us and Jesus is the majority, and if we need boldness, we can pray for it. And there's times I've had to pray for boldness. Well, you know? yeah, yeah, and I always say, if you're shy, witness to the shy people. Yeah, if you're you shy, know. witness to that's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, so. If you're shy, witness to that shy person. Yeah. So Jesus gave us a really good plan. And pair up with someone. Find someone you're comfortable with. And, um, you know, who won't intimidate you while you're on outreach. Um, and just outshine you to the point where you feel like you're useless. Yeah, <laughs> you know, te- team up with someone and just hit the streets. And really, that's what I remember when you started. Um, that's what we did. Yeah, you, and I, I watched you, you know, print flyers and you know, shout out to FedEx Kinkos. Kinkos, you know, yeah, they've been they've been helping start churches, you know, for twenty years. Yeah, um, and man, I, I watched you print flyers, and we just passed out flyers and talked to people. Yeah, because for me, it's never really been about the flyer. It's been about you know, stirring up the conversation, just talking to people. Right. And and to some degree, you know, I know one thing that um, something else that I've tried to do here, because we really did start semi from zero. Um, we we actually had one contact, like an 83-year-old woman, which was my, my wife's grandma, who didn't hardly speak English. Um, but... Few people start from zero, zero, zero. 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 But here's what I will say. If I was starting from zero, 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 um, the one thing I would do, and I want to, I, I want to, okay, here's a great, here, here, here's something, here's a good tip. Monitor your attitude um, about the people in your city. Yeah. And your city in general. I mean, so I don't know. You remember the other day we were driving down the street and we saw a grown man with his son wearing a skirt. Yeah. A cowboy hat. And a Bluetooth speaker. A Bluetooth speaker. With Metallica. With Metallica. Okay. Heavy metal man. Big guy. Yeah. Uh, I was not going to say that. I, I would not have dared told him he looked funny because uh, he looked <laughs> like skirt and all could still handle me. Um, so... That's what I'm dealing with. Yeah, but I don't. I don't let that speak to me too much. I don't. I don't give 
because you have to at keep the end, a tender heart towards your city. I have to keep a tender heart towards my city because at the end of the day, sinners are going to do what sinners are going to do. Sinners do what yeah. sinners do, and my job is not there to analyze the depravity and the condition of the people. It's sin, like that, like it's sin. Yeah, and. I have to like monitor my attitude because I might meet that guy. He lives around the corner from my house. We see him regu- I see him regularly. <laughs> so like I want to watch my attitude because I'm going to meet him one day. And I've, I've already made it up in my mind when I see him at the market because we have like a little supermarket right around the corner. If I already have like a preconceived notion about it, it's going to bleed through when I meet him. Right, right. Right? And I'm going to meet him. And people feel that. And people feel that vibe, that whatever it is you want to call it. So, like, I really watch my attitude towards my city yeah. and towards the people that I'm, I've been called to win. Because when I see them and I meet them, I want to make sure that the only thing that's conveyed, that, non, that non-word-based communication, that what we might call vibes, whatever you want to call it. Non-verbal okay. communication. Non-verbal yeah. communication. I want to make sure that that nonverbal communication is 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 one of faith, hope, and upbeat. I don't I don't want them to think even before I've even introduced myself or what I am or what my deal yeah. is that I think less of them. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna step out on a branch and on a limb here and no. say something. But if you if you jump when you hear a sinner cuss, yeah. I, may, well, and, and if you get a, uh, let me say this. Yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to knock anybody because the truth is we've all been there at some point where, where we just looked at sin and and we just got repulsed and righteous and we walked the other way. Yeah, you know, and we all and we would all be a part of that crowd at that point who asked Jesus, "Well, who is my neighbor?" Right. You know, and our ability, our ability. To be in the world and not of the world, to be around a sinner, you know, to 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 maybe talk to somebody who who while you're talking to them may pull out a marble and, and, and blow some smoke in your face. Like that's happened. And so at the end of the day, Jesus was accused of having dinner with sinners. Yeah. So now I don't want to No, he was it. not accused of it. He, Jesus ate he, yes. Yeah, at publicans' houses, like he was not a. It was, yeah. So it was, our ability to maintain a balanced our composure, yeah, our, a, a balanced, you know, composure in a very sinful world, because if you, if we walk up to someone, nine times out of ten, if we have these thoughts of you know, eo sinner, they will feel that. Yeah. No. You know. I heard a quote the other day that was really good, and I might be kind of off on the quote here, but it said something like, we must hate the world, but love it enough to think it worth changing. Yeah. And so we have to we have to strike that balance between um, hating the effects that sin and the world is having on humanity, but love our neighbor enough to want to reach out to them. Yeah, and to stomach their cussing, their alcohol, their their, their like cigarette smelled. At know, the end of the day, home. right? The scripture says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. No one knew there was a flood coming. No one knew knew it was in, it was it was unavoidable. 
But Noah still put the hammer down. Yeah. And 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 cleaned up at the end of the day and like try to get folks in the ark. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. so Saint Tender to your city and really yeah, that's only done through prayer, really. It's done through prayer. Like yeah, like like really genuinely getting a burden for your city. And I think that maybe to the discouragement of some people, how how do you get a Bible study? Through a genuine burden for your city. For a, through a burden, and, yeah. And and just being the nice guy, the guy that the barista at the coffee shop knows. Yeah, smile. Be, smile. Watch your attitude. Watch your com- your comportment and your composure. I've had my wife. You know, um, we got a church van. Brother Johnny Goder, Durham, North Carolina. Shout out, man of God. Huge Bible study teacher. When he heard we were starting a, a church, bought us a church van. And. I really watch how I drive around town in the church van because it's just got a huge sign on it with the church logo and the phone number. And so, like, I'm I'm like, I watch how I park it. You know, I make sure I try to keep it clean. You know, some days are better than others. But the van, you know, I'm representing my church. And so I'm trying to, like, watch my, my, my witness. And because I want to hopefully get a new contact every day. I want... There, there are some friendships, there are some relationships, some hopefully future contacts that I'm slowly building up. So I one thing I'll do is I'll frequent a location. Yeah. So like there's just there's just certain places here in our in our city where like if you wanted to, you could find me. Like if you asked around enough, you would know where that guy is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Have you seen Aria Prada? <laughs> yeah. So there's coffee shops I go to. I try to go to the same supermarkets. Uh, I really do. I try to go to the same gas stations. I try to I try to frequent locations. And when I'm there, be friendly to people. And, yeah. and Relationships oh, build, turn into contacts. And contacts turn, turn into, into Bible, Bible studies. studies. Bible studies turn, turn into, into saints. Yeah. And they will in turn do the same thing. Yeah. So... The shorthand answer, how do you get a Bible study? You hit the front door of your house every day with the mission on your mind. With purpose. With purpose. Yeah. With purpose. Sometimes you you have a focused purpose. Sometimes you do have a handful of flyers, door hangers. I did that, and I'll still do that. Um, we just started a new preaching point in the city of San Pablo, which is about 30 minutes from here. And uh, we're probably going to have one or two... Uh, weeks, if not more, of just, you know, feet on the street outreach. Yeah. Um, but we're fortunate enough there to where we already have family contacts, large families that are ready for Bible study. So, but... What's the take home from this? If someone says, wow, I want a Bible study, what can, what can you tell me right now? What can you tell that person right now? I want to go teach one. I just don't know exactly. Give me a short one. list right now. Number one, change your thinking from uh, getting somebody through the door and on the pew um, to long term. So that would be first. Is like number one, start thinking in long term Bible study based relationships. Gotcha. That's, That's first. One. Is a change of mind. Number two. Um, number two would be uh, always have the mission in mind. Yeah. Um, number three would be, um, 
be very, very, this is probably really number one. So if, but be very prayerful. Yeah. Hopefully you're a person who is praying every day. I just believe every, every Christian should pray every day. I'm, I'm just still old school enough where I was taught to pray an hour a day. Um, you know, so I, I really am all about that, like pray every day, minimum 30 minutes. And, and I, not to, you know, I know that whatever I pray every day. So, um, pray every day, pray every day. And in that prayer, somewhere sandwiched in that prayer should be God open a door for me today. Right. Because Jesus said that if you ask those things, which are my, they're my will, man, you're heard. So yeah, like you should be praying every day, asking God to make that contact happen. Yeah. And I'm just... Change your thinking. Be on mission. Be I, sensitive in prayer. Yeah. I'm Holy Ghost filled enough to believe that when you pray like that, it's going to it's happen. happen. It's going to yeah. happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. I think last but not least, go ahead and pull that trigger and ask and ask someone if you, they want a Bible study. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, I, I'm not sure how attractive this is, but also be okay with... Day after day, week after week, building up to that also. Yeah. Because there's some relationships where I'm like, you know what, really nice cashier. Hey, hey, how you doing? You know, whatever. And it's just, it, it might even take a month for me to get to that point. Yeah. Because I'm letting that person know. I'm letting... You, you come first as a person. You come first as a person. I'm genuine about my approach to you. And um, I'm, a, yeah. So... That's good, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, like, oddly enough, um, I'm really big on, like, praying for people. I know that sounds odd, but um, if you can have a spiritual moment on the spot with a person, like, have it. Yeah. Like, really have it. I've been, I've been really surprised to find out how much, how much people enjoy being prayed for, being prayed for and are comforted by it and are strengthened and encouraged by it. So if you're able to generate spiritual moments with people... Have spiritual moments. Yeah. You know, and don't be afraid to have them in public. It's good. Yeah. And don't be afraid to teach your Bible studies in public. Um, I taught a Bible study uh, a few weeks ago at a Pete's coffee shop. And I'm not kidding. I had two people while I was teaching the Bible study sit on both sides of me and uncomfortably scoot in closer to the point where my Bible study got nervous. <laughs> and they were like eavesdropping on my Bible study. Wow. And I got mad at first, but then I'm like, wait, I can <laughs> free advertising. Free, yeah, free advertising. But and it was like it was awkward.com <laughs> forward slash scoot over. Like it was it was that. And um, but I had to like check my spirit, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, these people want to hear what I'm telling this. And it was like a teenager kid. I was like, okay, these people want to hear what I'm telling this kid. Let's, yeah, let's let's go. So let's go. awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So there it is. Um, be prayerful. Be on mission. and Change your thinking. Change your thinking. Stay tender, you city. Stay prayerful. Yeah. Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless. Where can people find us if they want to reach out to us for the Prado? Yeah, if you have questions, comments, uh, hit me up at Brother Prado on Twitter. Or you can contact Brother Salote Keefley at... At Salote Keefley. You mind spelling your name for everybody? I don't want to hurt nobody. It's on the podcast. They could see it spelled out. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. T S E L O T K I F L E, and um, looking forward to seeing you guys or hearing from you guys. Uh, God bless. 
All right.